Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Michael from Firefly Team Events. Michael, it's really nice to have you on. Thank you. It's great to be here, Brad. Absolutely. I'm really excited for today's discussion. So maybe you can tell the audience a little bit about yourself, who you are, and your company, and what you guys are doing. Awesome. Yeah. So my name is Michael Wallace. I am the VP of Sales for Firefly Team Events. We are a in-person team building company and experiential marketing firm. We also do virtual events for our clients that, that are either team building or marketing focused. We've been around for a little under a decade and we work primarily in the events industry and we have grown exponentially over the last like four years. That's amazing. So I know events has been an interesting space as we had like a pandemic and there was like in-person stuff obviously before then and then there's remote stuff and now it's in person again. How have you guys like pivoted and all that and adapted and all that stuff? It is a really funny question because I know like when you're selling product or more like just stuff that you're shipping out to people, right? Like even when the pandemic hit, it didn't hit people right, right away necessarily. For us, we obviously sell a service where we go into events in person with people. A lot of times these events are have people traveling in from out of state, out of country. So when the pandemic finally hit and tra- basically travel was basically ended, we went from having a really busy first quarter to zero on our calendar and we had to figure out what we wanted to do because there's some business decisions that needed to be made. There were some potential like thoughts about like where we could pivot to do these things. What we got lucky with was that typically, obviously in our market, we're trying to get, you know establish ourselves with our customers and get in their face and ask them what they need, right? What ended up happening was we were lucky enough to have some really key clients come up to us and say, hey, we still need to do these kind of things and we still need to reach our customers and we don't know how to do it in this space. You guys are creative. You guys have a reputation for being creative. What can you do to help us do this? So what that ended up doing is two customers that helped us basically get our legs under us and try to pivot to these virtual events, these experiential marketing events, allowed us to grow into like 10 customers and then 20 customers. And all of a sudden, like people knew that they could come to us for everything from a moderated content session to an experiential marketing session where they have wine tasting or beer tasting and things like that to in-person team building to do virtual team building online. So it kind of became more about, we started trying to realize how can we help our customers? Because what are our customers going through right now? What are they, what are their problems? Like, what do they still need to do even though the pandemic has halted travel, right? And the answer was they still need to connect with their employees and their customers. So we came up with creative ways to do that. And the funny thing, Brad, is I think I told you this when we originally talked was that our first thing we did was one, a magic show with a partner that we work with named John George, who's amazing and, and created like this incredible, like online magic show that was amazing. And like people were hmm. blown away by it. But the next thing that we did that was more about like our creativity was we created an online escape room that was basically in an RV in our COO's driveway, like that we wow. had broadcast in where people would come in and they were like, basically help this person navigate the metaverse, basically try to try to get out of this like RV. It was a really, like it was a love project and it helped us get that creativity flowing. It didn't end up lasting for very long because it was not really realistic to us keep it that particular program going. 
but it got us in the door and got us into other programs that allowed us to establish ourselves during the pandemic. That's really cool. So you guys have found a pretty good system for finding opportunities in new potential clients and using like ads online and all that stuff. But walk me through what that looks like and what you guys have been able to set up. Yeah. So, I mean, when I first started our company, we were very small and really it was a lot of it was referral business or organic business through a website, which I mean, in the beginning that can be sustainable, but it's not sustainable long-term. When I was brought in, the idea was to start getting us more established with vendors and referral partners. So that meant getting our collateral out to people that refer us like hotels, DMCs, and then also nursing all our past client like portfolio. So people who have reached out to us in the past, making sure that we are staying top of mind with them and doing like continual outreach and then also newsletters, things like that. Where we adjusted over the last few years is we have started using the pay-per-click campaigns. Those at first, it was a huge disaster. We couldn't really find a good footing to find the right client because I think that's the biggest thing about pay-per-click is like, it's once you find the right voice in the right like funnel, it works out great. But what we were having trouble doing is everybody that was reaching out to us through those campaigns, they weren't the right customer for us. They weren't, maybe they didn't have the budget. Maybe they didn't have the actual needs that we would really help them with. Um, so for us, it was just a throwing money in a hole for a while. And then what finally happened is we found the right partner. We found the right process for our click. We found the right messaging on our pay-per-click campaign. And we started all of a sudden totally getting the right customers. We were establishing huge business and that's become a really huge revenue stream for us. The other biggest thing for us is we've become more established in our industry. And a large thing of what we do is referral business still. And it has to do mm. with a lot of the third-party planners and DMCs that we work with. Being in front of them, them understanding and trusting us because our industry and in the event industry, it's all about trust. Like when you bring in a vendor to run with one of your clients, it's do we trust you to do a great job, right? And yeah. we've established now that trust in the industry. And that comes through trial and error, but really it comes through being consistent and being true to what we do when we bring ourselves to events. We're very consistent about who we are and what we do. And a lot of our clients have kind of established that. And then also, I will say that the biggest thing that's come out of the pandemic as well is our outreach has become more national because the fact that the pandemic virtual events allowed us to grow nationally without having to put oh. a lot of infrastructure in place to do so, right? There so. You go. We've established customers on the East Coast that we would never have had access to. And now and we had the time during the pandemic to transition into getting that infrastructure in place to be able to serve them in person as well as virtually. So now we have a lot more referrals happening from all over the country, which has definitely helped us grow a lot. Absolutely. So what were those changes that you made? So initially, as you set up pay-per-click, you're getting yeah. like the wrong people, not budget, yeah. maybe have different expectations. You changed it to then get a, just a solid stream of the right people. What did you change? What was different? We're a very culture-focused company because that's what we do for our clients. And so when we found our first vendor to help us with our pay-per-click campaign, and I highly recommend that anybody that's a small business here, I mean, maybe, you can maybe figure out how to do your own pay-per-click campaigns, but I'm telling you right now, using a third party is just so much better money-wise. It's going to end up being the better benefit for you. But we brought in this third-party vendor. We loved them. We were like having lunch with them. They got us. We got them. We felt like it was a great culture fit for them to be our people, right? We thought they had a good plan in place. But for some reason, the way they were approaching it 
was just not getting us the right people. So eventually we had to unfortunately fire them. And that was not obviously a great conversation because we liked them a lot, but it wasn't working. And then we just went away from pay-per-click for a little bit while we established ourselves. And then, then the pandemic hit, and then it really wasn't realistic for us to be throwing money at something that may or may not be paying off. But as we grew during the pandemic, we were able to say, hey, we have more liquidity. We're going to try this again. So we started working with this company and they had this whole really fascinating idea of like top of funnel, bottom of funnel, trying to get people in different stages of their, their inquiries. And it was great. It was great on paper, right? We really liked it, right? The idea of it, like it sounded really good. But then for us, my biggest thing is clients don't have a lot of time. And, and yeah. where I was finding the gap and the issue was that it basically made the whole process was very complicated. Like, Hey, we're going to have you fill out this questionnaire and then we're going to like make some, then some random generated suggestions are going to come to you. And then you're going to get a, send an email out and then it's going to, we're going to reach out to you to establish what those things are. It just made people feel like they were doing too much work just to get in touch with me. And mm. we find that the faster that the client can get in front of me or one of my salespeople, the exponentially higher odds we're going to close business and that's just create that partnership so what we did was we liked the wording we liked the messaging but we just simplified it to where it was just hey fill out these things and somebody will reach out to you right away and when we did that the messaging was good we've simplified it and all of a sudden the inquiry started coming in and we just have never looked back and the campaign continues to grow and we've thrown more money into it so we've gotten more out of it because of that and we've established more places in different cities. Now we're targeting so many more cities that we like to work in, like Atlanta, like New York, like Miami, Houston, Dallas, Chicago. We're getting all these inquiries from those places now that we never really did before. And it's been incredible. And I think sometimes it comes down to like, people want to be really creative when they're doing these campaigns, but sometimes being consistent with your messaging and then making it easy for the customer to get to you, I think sometimes it's better than going more complicated with it. Absolutely. And going along simplicity's sake, let's talk about like segmentation and efficiency. Like I imagine if people like are looking for team events, there might be different segments of like the market or expectations and all this. How have you like properly segmented it and then figured out like, oh, these people are a good fit. These people aren't like, I don't know if you're trying, you're probably not trying to do everything for everyone everywhere. I imagine you're yes. you're keeping it narrow. Like, how have you gone about doing that? <laughs> so that's something that we're still continually working on. It's not always an easy answer for that. Well, I will say just to kind of keep it like clear is like our customers kind of separate into three segments, right? We have our B2B, which is just like, hey, a company comes to us directly and says, we want to work with you. We want to have a team building event for our company. We have a company event at the end of the year. We want some team building there. Or, hey, we have some problems at work. We want to do a retreat and talk about our feelings or, or have some actual conflict resolution, right? Those are great. And we love that business. And that we approach that one more through like the CPC campaign or the you know, pay-per-click campaign and for the prospecting. That's usually where we kind of find those kind of people. Prospecting, though, more warm leads than cold leads. You know, you can reach out to somebody randomly and be like, hey, do you guys need team building? But it's, we find that that exponentially is not a good tact. It doesn't, we don't, you don't find business yeah. that way. Or not worth the amount of time and energy you have to put into it. With our other clients, which are DMCs, which are basically destination management companies, they're the one, they're basically a third party that brings in all the vendors for an event when it's being planned for a different city. So like a DMC in Miami, a DMC in LA, a DMC in Orange County. 
we keep top of mind with them by continually giving them our collateral and having meetings with them because that's what they like because that's all about vendor relationship. So it's because it, so what we do with them is we have to we, so we treat them completely different. We don't get we don't access them through like weird campaigns things like that. We have to reach out to them directly because those are the people that when you get in their radar and they start using you and recommending you to clients. Those are the events that are the large scale events that we want to be a part of. So that's a little bit different, and we approach those things differently. The last thing that we do now that we never really did before is we're starting to segment ourselves a little bit with customers through third party websites because that's become a big thing in our industry now. So we're getting fed by like a couple of different websites that basically are, are established themselves as like a virtual marketplace. And we've been doing a lot of segmenting through that. And those are usually good leads when they come through because those clients are in the industry. They understand what we're kind of looking for and they plan enough events where if they see you, they like your price, they like your collateral, they're most likely going to book with you. So because they're just trying to find the right fit for that event. So we also like that. And that's something that we never did before until the pandemic. And that's something that actually kind of sprouted up more during the pandemic with that kind of thing, because that wasn't really a thing in the events industry, like third party marketplaces. Now they've become more established and now we're kind of getting more comfortable doing that. The last thing that I would say outside of those three things would be that we also do a lot of in-person, like trade shows, networking events, conferences that are part of the event industry. When we find people at those events, those are like guaranteed business because those people are all like, either they're looking for something, they have the right client, they have the right need, and they definitely needed us to come in and do something. And as always, for us, it's all about being top of mind. So those clients, we like to be at those events because if we're present, when they have a need, they're going to think of Firefly. And that's what we wanted. And that's what we want. Absolutely. Let's touch on the kind of as we head into next year. So the next few months of the space, next year, learnings, pivot strategy you're taking on. How are How's the space evolving and what's your plan as we head into the, the next year? For... Anybody that doesn't know, like the event industry has never been busier. It is the busiest it's ever been. I mean, we're talking like a crazy amount of business, crazy amount of need to be met and not enough people to meet them really. So we've been kind of like just going fast, fast, fast this whole year. I think that the big thing that I'm expecting next year is I'm expecting some normalcy to hit next year. I feel like we're going to start seeing some maybe like with the economy, with everything else that's going on right now, some uncertainty. I feel like we will see a little bit more of a normal pace to everything. I think that what's going to be important for us and what I've learned the most, the most important thing for us is keeping our relationships really strong with our clients so that if their budgets are less next year, we still want the budget they can give us to be a, for us to be a part of that. So it's going to be like establishing those relationships and standing out more. And that means doubling down on like our culture and who we are, because like, I think that's one of the reasons why my, our company stands out in particular is that we are fun, we're engaging, we're inclusive. We have a really creative way we express ourselves with our clients. And I think that comes through and that helps us close more business than anything is that when, you know, a lot of times when people are reaching, looking for team building, they're looking, they're, they're reaching out to three vendors guaranteed. So how do we step, we, keeping up with the, establishing ourselves as being different, being that different source, that different, unique opportunity for a client to partner with that's something that we want to keep doubling down with next year also now that the events are back we will see my sales team will be traveling and going to more in-person events next year to meet with partners and stuff like that that's going to be a priority because it's not just about next year it's about the next five years for us like having established relationships in the industry that are going to continue to allow us to grow i think that to me is the biggest priority and because we have been lucky enough to be 
successful this last couple of years, I feel like we have we were in a good opportunity to be more fluid with cash. And I think next year's a year where for our company, we've grown a lot, but we can grow a lot more in the next few years. And I think next year is the year I want to take some big swings. Absolutely. What are some of those some of those swings, if you don't mind me asking, but you're like, hey, I want to double I mean, down. Or... I know it's I mean, it's spending more money on our virtual pay-per-click campaign, like actually like putting a little bit more regularity into that and like just establishing a, a huge, bigger money line into that. I think it it means investing and going to more of these vendor focused events because it does cost a little bit of money to do it. But when you do go, you do get your ROI back. And I think that's important. Like so going to more of them, I feel like it's going to benefit us long term. And then the other thing is just, we've always been, as a small business, you know, fear about growth is that you don't want to overextend yourself and then have to regress, right? That's always like the biggest scare for like a small business owner. And my owners are no different. They have those fears. So I think it comes down to being confident in what we're doing and putting, growing as a team as well, that's going to allow us to take on the growth that we're hoping to get. Because... The worst thing you want to do is to not be prepared for the influx of business that you're trying to grow towards, right? So we want to be we want to be able to preemptively and proactively get new salespeople trained, get new team members on board so that we're ready for this kind of influx of growth that we're hoping to get. Absolutely. Well, Michael, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for sharing all your wisdom and insights here. Appreciate it. Yeah, Brad, I appreciate it. And I just really appreciate you having me on today. And I just want to know if, if anybody listening to this is like works with a small business that's been growing fast. I just really recommend that you stay true to who you are and that you establish that culture because that culture comes through in the sales process. And it's very important to being successful with your customers. Absolutely.